Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Attention all other sports. Your time is up. Our time is now. <laughs> Welcome into the PHNX D-backs podcast. My name is Derek Montia, occasionally known as the mayor of PHNX. This guy is my vice mayor and the Thunderstick, the one and only Jesse Friedman. Are we just saying the Suns are irrelevant now? They got they got no, Kevin Durant, no, no, Jesse, but, no. but pitchers and catchers report this week, no, Jesse, so nobody cares. It's baseball season. See, this, these people get it. These people <laughs> all get it. Goodbye, foosball. Hello, baseball. Hello to you all. Thank you guys for stopping by. This is, of course, your favorite baseball show with your favorite baseball guys. Uh, and it's brought to you by the fine folks at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Jesse, we have breaking news that is no longer breaking because days have passed. But it's breaking for us because it's very exciting. And that is that the sheriff is back in town. Uh, there's going to be law and order at Chase Field. Andrew Chafin is once again an Arizona Diamondback. Signs a one-year deal with a club option uh, for 2024. Six point what say I don't know the six point two five number the numbers are confusing yeah. because when this was initially reported Ken Rosenthal John Heyman and Nick Picoro all had different numbers mm-hmm. <laughs> um, we're gonna we're gonna go with our guy Nick Picoro though yeah. uh, so so it's a one year deal worth six point two five million dollars that's the guarantee there's a one million dollars in potential bonuses for 2023 so Andrew Chafin gets two hundred and fifty thousand dollars for hitting fifty five appearances another. $250,000 for hitting 60 and then another 250 for 65 and 70. So you can get all the way up to a million dollars on top of that. And it also includes a $7.25 million club option for 2024. Honestly, Derek, it's a little crazy to me that you were able to get a guy who over the last two seasons has an ERA of 2.29. Well, thank you. Ben, I, I, did, I tried hard. Yeah, yeah. It was, it, was, it was all you're doing. I know. Um, but no, like this is a really team-friendly contract for the right, D-backs, honestly. Right. Andrew Chafin turned down a $6.5 million option. Guaranteed. Um, Guaranteed uh, yeah, with, with, the with the Detroit Tigers. And his base salary is actually only 5.5. With this deal, the reason we call it 6.25 is because there's a $750,000 buyout on uh, the, the second year option. So he's really making $5.5 million this year with with the chance to earn a little bit more. So, yeah, I don't know if there's a, a hometown discount uh, situation happening here. Of course, the Diamondbacks drafted Andrew Chafe and he was in the organization for a long time. But he's really a freaking good relief he's pitcher. Really, this is a, a pretty good move he, for the D-backs. First of all, obviously, this has to do with wanting to live in Phoenix rather than Detroit right there. There's, yeah, there's I mean, that, that's I don't know if there's yeah, anyone's debating no that. No attack to people from Michigan. I'm just saying I think you guys would agree there. Uh, also, it's one last move that the Diamondbacks made that we were hoping to see them move to yeah. bolster their bullpen. 
Mike Hazen obviously has talked about having uh, more bullets left in the gun at times, but we really didn't see them pull the trigger on any deals uh, after you know the last couple of couple of moves they made. Uh, things kind of went quiet across baseball, to be honest. A lot of pitchers and and players, position players, we talked about uh, last week that were still available on the free agent market. Andrew Chafin is definitely a name we brought up several times. Yeah, there's a reason for it. I know there's a lot of people out there that remember Chafin's time here with the Diamondbacks not being very successful. And while I'll disagree with that, I don't think he was ever not a successful relief pitcher. He he had his issues with walks. That was the majority of the issue. That's what he kind of became known for a little bit was, you know, not leaving. Walking the first batter. Walking right? the first batter and not leaving without without getting that one guy on base, right? But uh, since then, Chafin's numbers have actually been pretty damn good. And by comparison to the rest of the Diamondbacks' bullpen, he actually kind of slides right in as their number one relief option uh, based on the numbers, at least. Yeah, yeah. So I wrote about this over at GoPHNX.com. This one was for diehards only. Uh, did a little little mini deep dive into uh, some of the numbers with Andrew Chafin and how he really has improved a lot. Uh, he's not the same guy that you remember with the Diamondbacks from a few years ago. Correct. You mentioned that Andrew Chafin, a lot of times people would talk about walks and how that was kind of an ongoing issue for him in some years more than others. But on the whole, he did walk more more hitters than the average reliever uh, back when he was with the D-backs. He doesn't do that anymore. Andrew Chafin now walks fewer hitters than the average relief pitcher at this stage in his career. And his slider, Derek, nobody Nasty. hits. Nobody Nasty. hits Andrew Chafin's slider. I couldn't really figure it out. You should check out my story where I, I kind of go into, into the details and how it moves and whatnot. Um, but opposing hitters last year hit 085 against Andrew Chafin slider with a 127 slugging percentage. Uh, they also swung and missed at Andrew Chafin slider more than hitters swung and missed at basically any slider in baseball last year. So uh, it really is an incredible pitch form. He's lost a little bit of velocity. So that's something that, that we'll definitely want to monitor. It's about two miles an hour less than what you would have seen a couple years ago when he was with the D-backs. But uh, he is a, a different and better pitcher. Uh, than he than he was then numbers across the border down with the D-backs he had a 3.68 ERA down in a good way yes yeah. in a good in a good way yeah that's true <laughs> uh, uh, ERA of 3.68 in his time with Arizona 2.30 since leaving the valley uh, whip gone down 1.32 to 1.04 uh, his K percentage has stayed pretty much the same but like Jesse said the big thing is uh, his his walk percentage dropping that from 10.1 percent to 7.5 percent and it it puts him like from I, I he wasn't even league average at 10.1 percent right he was slightly yeah above, the league league average walk league, rate league average. yeah league average walk rate's like 8.2 percent something like that yeah. so so yeah at 7.5 percent over the last two plus years he yeah Andrew Chafin just doesn't really walk guys anymore and if you check out the article I have a bunch of heat maps in there of, of where he's locating his pitches there's some they're pretty beautiful Derek I'm not I'm not gonna lie wow. as far as as far as heat maps go for Andrew Chafin's work I, I sort of am I sort of am <laughs> you know it takes skill to, to pull these heat maps off the internet Derek but uh but yeah no I mean if just looking at them they're they're textbook right like the way that Andrew Chafin is locating his pitches uh, since leaving the Diamondbacks he's locating them where he wants to and that's something that he wasn't always able to do back when he was with Arizona more importantly the steps that the Diamondbacks have taken forward this offseason are going to fly totally under the radar but they've done everything that we wanted them to do they checked off all the boxes uh, one of yeah. the biggest things we wanted to see them do was develop who they were who their core was who are they going to build around going forward and I feel like 
that trade, even though it takes away one of the most productive members of the offense uh, and defense at the same time in Dalton Varsho, Dalton Varsho yeah. it really brings in a player in Gabriel Moreno that kind of defines what their core is now. Like without having that many top prospects all around the same age with the same years of control left, it just gives the Arizona idea, an idea of what they're going to build around and who they're going to build around. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but it, uh, you know, the, the bullpen addressing the bullpen, even though they didn't go out and get, you know, the, the big name arms that some people might recognize or some people wanted them to get, no matter how uh, unreasonable it was to think that they would go after those arms. <laughs> Chafin is a, a big name. And as far as the numbers go, when you looked at relief pitchers left, he was one of the highest guys on the list. And that doesn't just, that's not just for when we whittled it down to who was left. That was from the get-go. He was pretty high up there as far as as his war and uh, just as far as his performance level over the last few years. Yeah, I mean, there there really weren't that many great relievers available this offseason, yeah, honestly. Right. It's, it's like, like center fielders, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's like if you didn't get Edwin Diaz, then, you know, you're not getting one of the top five, top ten best relievers in baseball or something. That's just not how the free agent market worked out this year. But he really was one of the one of the better guys out there. Uh, I think it's a it's a really good move for the D-backs. And it'll be interesting to see how they use him, Derek, because as we've talked about, the Diamondbacks don't really have any clear closing options. I would venture to guess that maybe Andrew Chafin could be a guy the Diamondbacks use in that role, at least part-time. Uh, he has eight saves over the last couple years uh, with other teams. So it, it is a role he has a little bit of experience with. Uh, but, I mean, you know, you could also see Andrew Chafin in a left-handed specialist kind of a role as he's mostly operated throughout his career. So I don't really know exactly what that's going to look like. But with both him and Joe Mantiply and potentially Kyle Nelson, we'll see how healthy he is coming into spring training from at least from a left-handed perspective, you're you're looking pretty decent in the bullpen. I mean, Joe Mandiply was an all-star. Andrew Chafin, you know, at ERA under two two years ago and yeah. ERA under three last yeah. year. That's a pretty good duo as far as left-handed relievers go. Something that D-backs haven't had ever. Like yeah. I, I don't know. Like when have the D-backs had two well above average left-handed relievers on the same roster? I I don't know off the top of my head. When have the D-backs actively tried to make their bullpen better? Uh, by focusing this much on it, right? Like, I really feel like between last year and this year, they know that their weakness is the bullpen. They know yeah. that they needed to do something about it, especially after what happened last season. This was a pretty damn good ball club that lost a lot of close games late because of the bullpen. Uh, and we're, those days are behind us. We're not going to talk about that anymore. We're yeah, I mean, I don't want to go, like, too crazy and say, like, because before everyone was like, oh, the D-backs had a good offseason, but they didn't do enough to address the bullpen. Yeah. I don't want to make it sound like because you brought in Andrew Chafin, now the D-backs are going to have a top five bullpen in baseball or something. Yeah. It's still average-ish, you know, probably a little below average, depending on how certain guys work out. But it's not too hard to see this bullpen actually being pretty good when it's all said. The bigger problem I have is that 10 losses made the difference in the world for this team last year. 10 losses, right? So, uh, and it's not to say that that 10 losses would have put them now as one of the best bullpens in baseball. 
that would have left them what 32 losses or 31 losses they still would have yeah, been around 30, the middle 31. of the, yeah it would have been around the middle of the league as far as bullpen losses and the D-backs uh, were 13 games out of the postseason so even if you get 10 of those back you're still you're still on the outside if you're at getting it. 13 jesse and now the phillies don't make the world series now the diamondbacks do there you go there you go all right uh, if the D-backs had had andrew chafin they would have made the world series that's yeah. that's basically what we're saying. that's what yes. we're saying we're saying that 100 <laughs> percent uh in other news that's terrible david peralta is a dodger folks yeah that's a bit how, of a buzzkill right i, don't, that's, I just uh, feel like just transitioning <laughs> right into it and just bluntly saying it but uh before we we talk about that horribleness make sure to grab jesse's piece on andrew chafin and you can do that by getting yourself a diehard membership if you're not already a diehard member go to gophnx.com get yourself a diehard membership you can get jesse's the heat full maps count. are the heat maps are worth it i'm just saying He's really big on the heat. Uh, you also get Craig Morgan, uh, Gerald, a.k.a. Girth, uh, Howard, and so much more. You also get a free piece of merchandise from the phnxlocker.com. Uh, you get 20% off all future purchases from there. You get access to our members-only Discord, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan, as well as so much more discounts with our partners, uh, members-only events and merchandise, and so much more. So make sure to sign up for a membership today. Uh, maybe we can get David Peralta to sign up. You know, maybe he misses. Yeah. Maybe he misses us. Maybe he wants to keep up to date on D back news. But uh, I am, I am sad by David Peralta being a Dodger. I'm actually, honestly, I, th- I guess I'm less sad because it would have made me more sad for him not to get picked up by a team. Like if he signed a minor league deal. Yeah, like if he signed something. a minor league deal or something. Yeah, yeah like that would have probably made me more sad necessarily than him signing with the Dodgers. But sure, uh, I will say that the more players that we know their weaknesses over there, maybe the better. Because now they got JD Martinez and David Peralta, and I'm gonna hate facing them once again. I'm gonna isn't hate it wild? So like, go back to 2017, right? The Diamondbacks headed to the postseason, the last truly fun year of Diamondbacks baseball True. that's happened all the way around. Their outfield that year, Derek, David Peralta, AJ Pollock, JD Martinez. At this point, all three of those guys became Dodgers. Yeah. But within not very long, right? I guess JD Martinez, it took a little while. He's just now getting there now. Um, and then David Peralta as well, but AJ Pollock, right? Um, you know, became a Dodger almost instantly after that happened. So uh Is it just to demoralize us? I don't know. I don't know. It's just it, I mean, David Peralta at this point, right? Like I understand people are gonna miss the personality. Um, and that rightfully so, right? David Peralta, one of the, one of the best guys in the game, uh, one of the best clubhouse guys in the game. I think we all agree on that, but he didn't have a role in Arizona, right? So from that standpoint, it it didn't make any sense for the D-backs to bring him back. We never expected that they were going to do that. He does make some sense for the Dodgers, right? They have uh, maybe a Trace Thompson, David Peralta platoon set up in, in left field at this point. So Thompson will probably get the lefties. Peralta, I imagine, will get the righties. Um, so it's a, it's a good situation for him there. But uh, from a D-backs perspective, it's unfortunate to see another Diamondbacks outfielder go uh, go to Los Angeles. It's, it's, uh, it's, it it's, it's a little gross it's at gross. this point. Thank I, I agree. Right. <laughs> um by the way, we uh, are very excited. Obviously, we know this is this is our time. Baseball is back. Uh, we have our new schedule uh, that we are very excited about changing uh, uh, things up around here a little bit. We are going to be heading out to check out the workouts. Pitchers and catchers report on Wednesday. Tomorrow, uh, we actually have a uh, fun little demonstration. Like we said, we're going to see if Ma- Rob Manfred goes out there and starts showing us uh, the uh, defensive shift rules and the banning of the shift. Uh, but... Uh, make sure to join us all this week with our new schedule. 
not only will we be uh, coming to you live after the, I guess, the, the camp, uh, but we have a very special uh, little, little Valentine's Dre present for you. Ah, did I say it a, right? A Valentine's yeah. Dre present. Yeah, that, that would be on tomorrow that? on Tuesday. On on Tuesday, we got Dre Jameson coming on this very podcast at two p.m. So don't miss that. Uh, we are definitely going to ask him his best dating tips, and that's um, all we're going to ask him. About. That's all we're yeah. here. It's dating yeah. advice and, 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 and shoes and shoes. Oh, and that remember that picture of him with the sunglasses? That's like iconic already. And like he has, he hasn't even been around for a couple. He of wears yet. SpongeBob shoes, Derek. It's incredible. His his shoes also. This is the man that beat Corbin Carroll in a foot race, not once, but twice. Yeah. Yeah. And can dunk a basketball, dunk like a basketball. just standing under the hoop. I don't believe that. That sounds like some superhero stuff. Yeah. Maybe we can get him it. to demonstrate while, yes. he's, while he's on with us. Yes. See if we can, yes. uh, I need see that. If we can arrange that. Yeah, so. uh, it is at 2 p.m. though. I want to emphasize we have never done a show at 2 never, p.m. Not once. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, I don't know. Put that in your in your phone. Yeah. Put uh, that set, in a, your set a reminder. 2, 2 p.m. tomorrow. Us. Um, and don't miss Dre Jameson on Valentine's Day. It's also Galentine's Day, so I'm very, I'm, I'm, I'm which way? Well, what day is Gal is Galentine's Day tomorrow? Is that what you're? Yeah, is that what you're Galentine's saying? Day and Valentine's okay. Day. Okay. I don't. Oh, there's a lot of love going around. There, there's, there's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot of love going on right here on the chat. We appreciate you guys being here. Of course, if you haven't done so already, make sure to subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Sign up for notifications. That way, you don't miss whenever we go live. And also. Leave us a thumbs up. It's the best feeling in the world. It makes it warms our heart. Uh, also, if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, uh, leave us a review. Subscribe to us. Do all that stuff on your favorite audio podcasting uh, app. And of course, make sure if you do watch us, also download us. Who says that you can't do both? Uh, shout out to our friends from Four Peaks, by the way. Uh, they kept me very hydrated through the Super Bowl yesterday. I will say, uh, so many sporting events in February to keep yourself hydrated with our friends. Was that, was that a hold, Derek? Was it actually? A it hole? was absolutely a fucking hole, Jesse. Really? Oh, I, I don't think. But I hated it. I hated it. I hated that he admitted it was a hold afterwards. Because by comparison to the things that you see throughout Did he? the game, Did he admit it was a hold? Yeah, wow. he said he said afterwards that it was hold. But I mean, I think he was just trying to be the bigger man there. Let's be honest. There yeah. are nine million plays during a game that do not get called, and that one was called, and it was bullshit. Uh, they. So I, you that, do. So was, you do agree with me. I completely agree with you. I okay. just thought I thought it was too too critical of a call to make it for it being that ticky tack is really what it comes down to. And unfortunately, it was a fantastic game. It outside was outside of that. So I, feel I was like so that excited for it. the end of that game, and then it was like, wow, this is this is the way yeah. this football game is mean, gonna end. Like it, that kind of sucks. As stupid as this sounds, I, one thought I had because of how much I love baseball. Because uh, Derek, uh, Derek's addicted to baseball, and Daddy, Daddy needs his sugar. You know what I mean? Like I can't wait for this week <laughs> oh to come gosh. around. But during this, I thought. This is why baseball is better, because in a seven-game series, you don't have one play determining the entire series, right? Now, it could. Yeah. Like the Diamondbacks, when they won the World Series, wearing this. You guys remember that one? Uh, it did kind of come down to one play, because, you know, everything was all tied up, and we went to big things. Yeah, but. I mean, it. it's a little bit harder for, like, with instant replay, it's harder for an umpire to really control the outcome of a, of a full-on baseball series, like a full-on baseball playoff series. Not not really possible. I know there are there are They'll some try. there are some examples where people would maybe have gripes with that. But um, you know, it's better than drinking a beer though. Mm. Pairing them with delicious Girl Scout cookies, Jesse. Okay, that's All right. right. Uh, check out Four Peaks Cookie Pairing at their Eighth Street Pub location in Tempe on February sixteenth. Must be 21 years or older to, older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. And by the way, if you need Girl Scout cookies, maybe I'm your guy. Just saying. I'm not trying to plug 
uh, my daughter's uh, Girl Scout ah. cookie account here on this particular show because that would make Max very angry that I would do that. But <laughs> I'm just saying, DM me if you need cookies. That's all. <laughs> all right, Jesse. Well, we might not get to do this much longer. So eh, we'll probably get to do it next week. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll know. see. Maybe we'll see. But you know, regardless of if we do it or not. Every week on this show, you guys, is Shark Week. Every day on this show is Earth Day. And every Monday, we, on this show, we go to the mailbag. Let's go! My mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. I try to get to everything in my mailbox. And then once in a while, there's a letter that makes me go wow, wow. My mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox. Try to get to everything First question. Uh, what is a catch in the NFL from our friend Charles Woodall Pike, <laughs> aka a cactus on ice? We have no idea. Yeah, football season is over, Charles. We're done with those questions, Charles. <laughs> We're not taking any more football questions. Those are in the past now. You know what we know is a catch? Baseball. Baseball, you know when it's a catch. Sure, you don't have another guy trying to knock the ball out of their hands, which would kind of be awesome. You know, it's not Susie Hunter's <laughs> idea of adding guns to football, but it would be fun if you could have like a defender go out there and try to knock the ball out of the outfielder's hands. I'm no, just saying. no, that I'm would not saying. be fun. There's some ideas out there, but. Uh, no, we don't know what it catches in the NFL. We can't help you with that. I, I'm that. thankful that I, I think, I mean, every once in a while you'll have a catch in the outfield or something that, that you know. They Is it a bit to, questionable? Yeah, a bit questionable. Yeah. You have to, you know, you have to look at the replay and whatnot. But once you look at the replay, it's usually pretty obvious. I feel like so. this, this version in Major League Baseball right now is the uh, catcher. Uh, at the plate. Oh rule, yeah, right. It's yeah. It's blocking, very vague. It, it goes play. from umpire to umpire. Can completely different. Can be completely different. I mean, every pro sport has to have its one really ambiguous like, rule. Yeah, one controversial right? rule. Like it wouldn't be fun yeah. unless we had some something that nobody understood, not even the umpire. That's right. right? Like yeah. that way, it just wouldn't be the same. So, by the way, before we got on the show, we found out a little breaking news that it sounds like that that uh, ghost runner rule is sticking around permanently. So we will talk about that more tomorrow but you know what we're done with we're done with football questions damon next question let's go what else we got uh no i said we were done with football questions okay fine <laughs> elizabeth this was actually a good one uh she said what was the best thing you ate for the super bowl jesse <laughs> do i have to give a series you have to give a series <laughs> did you not have a fun super bowl no festivities and no food? Oh my i God, didn't I, I did not attend a super bowl party oh. i was i was setting i was building chase lounges to, to be truthful oh with you, God, you and uh <laughs> no but uh i i did make some food i was hungry but i had a really nice chipotle burrito for lunch and i was pretty stuffed <laughs> so i i just didn't have that much room left so i made a delectable peanut butter and jelly sandwich Jesse, no. for dinner that i ate Jesse, yesterday no that can't be the answer to this question it might have been you better than the burrito no, Derek. it Jesse, was one of the best it. things i've eaten in a while Jesse, i think so. you meant that you had an illegal pizza burrito for right. for lunch yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah that's the word that's the direction you went oh my god i'm so disappointed in you uh i had delicious brisket from Little Miss Barbecue, which is one of the finest restaurants in all the valley to get barbecue at. Uh, but it wasn't the best thing I ate uh, because my friend Jared bought an excessive amount of meat uh, for a very small amount of people, like not nearly as many people. He put a whole brisket away that he did not share with me. Yes, I'm shaming him on this show because I still can't believe he didn't let me take any leftovers. Thanks, Jared. Uh, but there was some pulled pork. That was Ooh. actually better than the brisket, in my opinion. Mm. It was incredible. And uh, of course... Uh, there's a lot of good places to eat. That was one thing yeah. about having all these people in town for the Super Bowl was being reminded about where the good restaurants are that I know are here, but I forget and I don't actually go to because That's I stay fair. very inside of my bubble uh, around this building and my home building. But 
uh, great places to eat. So, by not, the way, not as good as my peanut butter and jelly. They're sandwich, all better but... than his. Every single one of them is better than his peanut butter <laughs> and jelly sandwich. And the rest of you visitors can you can go now. And so can these Super Bowl questions. What else we got, David? <laughs> all right, here we go. Gabriel gets things back on back on track. Uh, what will it take for the D backs to take some of the spotlight from the Suns this summer? Oh, that's not happening. I don't think that's happening. Uh, also, how will your daily routine change starting tomorrow? Let's start with the first one, Jesse. What will it take for the D-backs to take some mm. of the spotlight from the Suns? Um, I mean, some of the, like, some is kind of, uh, I don't know. I mean, I think the D-backs don't have to do much to take some of the spotlight. I guess, how much of the spotlight are we are we talking? Uh, we don't want that much. We actually want to share the spotlight with the Suns. We want the Suns to still have a significant portion of the spotlight. I just know that after the whole Kevin Durant thing, I'm just going to be like a nervous wreck throughout the first half of baseball season because I'm going to be like watching Suns games and whatnot and yeah. being all stressed out all the time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But no, I think the Diamondbacks are well positioned not to control the Valley sports narrative over the summer because the Suns are going to do that. There's just no question about it. The, sun, the Suns are king in this town. Period. If the Suns don't happened. control the narrative in the summer, something has gone seriously wrong. Um, but, I mean, that only goes up, up until what? Like the end of June. Yeah. And then after that, after you know. After they win the, win, win the championship. Yeah, after they win the NBA Finals, then, then you know, then it's D-backs. Then they take center stage for a while. So, yeah, I think just the, the youth on this team and – uh, Corbin Carroll and Brandon Fodd and Dre Jameson and Ryan Nelson and, and all the players that we've been anticipating for, for months now, right? Getting to see them play again. Um, I think the D-backs are, are well positioned to to really catch some eyes this summer and hopefully get some of the fans that have disengaged in, in the last few years to come back and be like, hey, this baseball team is actually going places and, and has a direction that maybe they like haven't that. had in the past. So I don't like um, that answer. I don't like that answer, Michael. He said a first-round playoff exit for the Suns would do it. No, I don't want that. I don't that want is the, one I don't, scenario, but it's not a scenario sun, yeah. that I want. We don't like it's that. Not, that's the darkest not, timeline. Yeah. We want the Diamondbacks to just share a spot of the very, very bright spotlight that's also going on. I would say, barring the Suns doing poorly, right, like taking that out of the equation, the only thing I really feel like the D-backs could do is really have – their young players start playing exceptionally well and to really start turning heads, right? Yeah. Corbin Carroll lives up to the expectations. Gabriel Moreno becomes their everyday catcher and he starts catching fire. Some of the other young guys continue. Jake McCarthy continues doing what he did on the second half of last season. Right. I think you, you have that excitement around this team. You have these guys playing that well. Honestly, if you have a winning record after April, I think – uh, we'll with be, that schedule <laughs> we'll be screaming their praises if that could be a possibility but uh yeah i think mostly the young guys playing well enough to get noticed and to get talked about uh and really start just immediately developing into the superstars that this team hopes that they could be yeah i, I mean it's an exciting baseball team it's the most exciting yeah. diamondbacks team that we've had maybe since 2018, like coming off of the playoff appearance when, right. when you thought the D-backs had a shot to, to, to build on what they yeah, already to, kind to of build on what they did. Yeah. I know 2020, you know, after the Starling Marte trade, there was a lot of excitement there, but it's just different when it's young players. Yeah. Like when it's the guys that you drafted, it's, it's just a whole different world. And the D-backs have so many of them that are so good, at least have a chance to be so good. Uh, it's going to be a fun year. Chris says, but I don't have to love crowded concourses, right? No, you don't. None of us do. Yeah, but it's fair. You want to you want to learn to live with it is what you want. What else we got, Damon? All right, Michael. Uh, 
just the sons have Kevin Durant as his Twitter uh, handle is pretty fantastic. <laughs> uh, he asks, with two days to go until pitchers and catchers, is it justified to find it dis- disconcerting that the Diamondbacks haven't announced any giveaway nights yet? Mm. The answer to that question is yes. <laughs> it's very disconcerting. Uh, I'm going to say right now, Jesse, I hate, I hate it. I hate it. I mean, it doesn't mean they're not going to. It doesn't mean that they're not going to. But if you look around MLB right now, almost every single team has put out their promotional uh, items, and some of them are absolute fucking fire, right? Mm. The Boston Red Sox have this Pedro Martinez shirt that looks like it dropped right out of like Death Row Records or something. It's incredible. You have uh, even the Cincinnati Reds have this great like bobblehead, but not bobblehead. It's like a little statue uh, of, of their stadium. Oh, uh, the that's Miami, cool. The Miami Marlins have a couple of bobbleheads that they're not, they haven't released what they are, but you know that those bobbleheads are coming. Every team so far across baseball has some sort of promotional schedule out, it seems like. Is it literally every team? I mean, I could not find a team besides the Arizona Diamondbacks that do not have one on their calendar. Like the Diamondbacks do have a section for it on their website. But it currently says to come back to to find out what the promotional items are. Mm. It's not to say they're not going to have promotional items, but to Michael's point, it 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 does start to make you wonder what items we're going to see if it's going to be another year without bobbleheads. I looked across baseball, and there are some incredible bobbleheads. Like I said, Marlins didn't have yeah. um, the Marlins didn't have theirs listed, but they had kind of like some mystery bobbleheads coming up. The Cubs are giving away like a Fergie Jenkins statue bobblehead that's really cool. And I think it was Billy Wright statue bobblehead. And, you Dang. know, of course, their players, they have Nico Horner. They have a fucking WWE night over at the Chicago Cubs. And unfortunately, we might we might need to get you out there. Derek. They have Clark the <laughs> Cub as Hulk Hogan. And, you know, I'm not happy about that. But the firehead is or the bobblehead is fucking fire. It's awesome. It is incredible. So. Uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that WWE night makes its way to Chase Field <laughs> because I need that more than I need Star Wars night. Uh, and I just I want to see some stuff, man. I really do. I want to see the Miami Marlins have a Goya Foods tropical shirt giveaway. And it it warms my Boricua soul is what it does, <laughs> like deep down inside. Uh, I need that. So if anybody here just by chance, is watching from Miami, DM me. We need to make a race. Gabriel, Gabriel makes a good point. He said maybe they just had all Varsho branded giveaways. Maybe and they so did. So they're just maybe scrambling. Right? Yeah, they yeah. were all every Dalton single Varsho. Dalton Varsho. They were giving away that like makes a... makes too much sense, Gabriel. They were giving away like a, a replica of the of the meme, the All the Tools meme yeah. that we put out all the time. Um, you know, they had those manufactured, ready to go and everything. And now they're just scrambling, trying to figure out what to do. Okay, so Tyler Hurd actually says promo schedule normally comes out on FanFest. FanFest would have been held the weekend before the Super Bowl, I imagine, or the weekend of or after. We know that the MVP event is this weekend, right? Yeah. So that is essentially FanFest. So hopefully we will see the promos as well. Elizabeth says, I'm not seeing promos on Mets calendar either. Well, uh, I don't. I don't. I, I, I'm sure I'm hoping that that this is just again because of I what Tyler it said. Yeah, it's I just kind it of is. when they're going to release it. Uh, I saw something about Brian said fake wrestling. What other kind of wrestling is there? I didn't know there was like, do people watch real wrestling? Come on, Brian. <laughs> we don't need to attack a, 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 an art form that I love. Uh, Clutch Connect says, I still love when the Grizzlies had a wrestling belt giveaway. Oh, my God. I didn't know they did that. But that I need to look <laughs> up. 
All right. Uh, do, is that all we got for segment one there, uh, Damon of the Mailbag? Okay. Uh, well, if you guys haven't done so already, make sure to download the Underdog Fantasy app. We are riding on pitch counts with MLB this year. Pick'ems, higher, lower. You find a pitch count. You go, you search a pitcher's history. You cross-reference that with the team he's playing and, and how well they're playing, what his past performance is against them, what he's done in his last five starts, and you determine if you want to go higher or lower than their pitch count that they give you. Uh, and it's that easy. The more of those you add, the more money you can win. Be like me. I won $1,000 over on the Underdog Fantasy app doing that. You can also draft fantasy teams for daily fantasy against your friends and win some cold, hard cash. Uh, do something like draft six NBA players with no positional limits, and that's it. Uh, the more fan Whoever scores the most fantasy points wins the day and the money. It's easy to get started. Go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app. Sign up with promo code PHNX, and Underdog will match your first deposit up to $100. And like Jesse says, don't, don't be an underdog. Be an overdog over at the Underdog Fantasy app. I still don't think that word exists, but if he wants to keep pushing the issue that it does, I, I will believe him. But uh, more from the dictionary, Derek. Yeah, well, I don't know. You can take it up with Miriam Webster. I will. I I will. I will. Uh, you said you were building chase lounges again. I was. Yes. Yes. You're insufferable. So again, <laughs> guys, I need help because Jesse doesn't understand how to furnish a house. So make sure to drop him your finest furnishing tips. Um, I know mo most of you have have some great. Uh, I guess it would be like uh, like 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 hacks furniture hacks things that he needs to know that like why he can't have nothing but chase lounges in his house uh, but of course uh email him about that text him about it send him stuff on twitter uh we want you to go to morefurniture.com uh, and of course get whatever you need for your house uh, and get that white glove delivery service where they will bring it to your home and set it up for you and you don't have to do a thing save big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com and now we got some more Mailbag Monday questions presented by our friends at More Furniture. So let's go. What else we got here, Damon? Oh, Chris decided to DM us for some reason because she has to be <laughs> difficult. Uh, so here's her DM. Uh, Chris asks, Aiden says pitch framing is baseball flopping, arguing that actions are deliberately taken to get a call from officials that might not happen otherwise. What say you, Jesse? Uh, 100% right. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Top-notch analysis. Accurate. Nailed it right <laughs> on the head. We don't, we, no notes. No notes. No, but yeah, seriously, right? I mean, essentially, it is what it is. And that's one of the problems. That's why catcher, catchers that do frame pitches exceptionally well are very valuable, even if they don't have that value elsewhere, like at the dish. Yeah, I mean, in the same way that ambiguous rules are a necessary part of, of <laughs> sports, you also need some sort of situation yeah, where you're true. trying to deceive the officials, right? Yeah. Like that's just that it wouldn't be pro sports yeah, without it. Right. So in baseball, we have pitch framing, which is where we have at this point the technology to make it so that the people sitting at home basically have a better idea of the strike zone than the poor guy behind home plate trying to do it with the naked That's eye. Right. That's right. Um, and yet, you know, we're okay with that. And we have catchers behind home plate who are trying to fool the umpire, even though, uh, yeah, we have the technology to know whether a pitch is actually in the strike zone or not. So, uh, See, and that's the thing that bothers me. That's what really bothers me is that we do have this technology. Right. And there's this idea that like we're replacing someone's job or something by fully implementing it. Right. Like we're doing something to grossly change the game. It reminds yeah. me of the judge 
in tennis, right? Because the challenge system in tennis is a lot like the challenge system we saw during the Arizona Fall League, right? right? Where it's instantaneous and it is a computer telling you accurately whether the ball was in or out. Uh, and why do we need this guy sitting in a chair? Why do we need you here? If we have this system to do this, why do we need a man in a chair with poor eyesight? Why do we need a guy behind the plate? Like, I understand you need a guy there no matter what. There's always going to be an umpire behind home plate. Yeah, but that won't change. he doesn't need to call balls and strikes. That doesn't need to be his job. And the umpires yeah. don't need to get up in arms in that because it's like we're just trying to take a job away from you. You have one less job to do. We're not going to pay you less. We're going to pay you the same amount. You just now have to, like, Call other stuff like, you know, plays at the plate and things like that. Stop worrying about calling yeah. balls and strikes. It's nonsense. I mean, the the key difference between uh, between framing in baseball and, and flopping in the NBA is that is that balls and strikes, as, as we're saying, is something that a robot can determine. As far as I'm aware, there's no robot that can decide, you know, whether it's a shooting foul or, you Correct. know, like like a Correct. foul on the floor. like Or if the guy got knocked down, if it was a charge or if it was yeah, a block. Yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, like that's not something, at least not not that I'm aware of. Not I don't yet. think the technology not exists yet. yet. When, that, when that happens, we're all done for. When that technology yeah, I exists. I mean, maybe there comes a day when like NBA referees and NFL referees, and like you genuinely don't need any human element at all, which would be kind of sad, yeah. honestly. But yeah. But, uh, yeah, at least as far as balls and strikes go, we are at that point. And it does set up a weird situation where as long as um, as as human umpires are still calling balls and strikes, framing is still going to be one of the most heavily valued things yeah. that a catcher can do. Yeah. And there's a lot of concern over if at some point we do go uh, to, you know, a robot system or a challenge system that, you know, the art of framing will uh, will no longer have center stage. It will become basically useless. And at that point, there's a lot of catchers that might be looking for jobs that are that have no problem finding them now. So we'll have to see what happens with that. Damon, can we take a step backward to a question from the last segment? Because I don't think we asked, answered the second half of it. It was Gabriel's question. And he had asked uh, basically, oh, daily routine. How, how will your daily routine change starting tomorrow? Uh, and actually, tomorrow is just that... Of course, it is that uh, the day to go out and watch them do uh, do do the uh, new rules uh, demonstration whatever, demonstration of the new, of rules. The new yeah. rules, whatever that means. Uh, but starting Wednesday, uh, of course, with the later schedule, I mean, I'm 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 instantly not a fan. I'm telling you that right now. I'm a morning person, so I get up, I get going very early. Uh, I am going to exactly get exactly what you would want then. No, I mean well, the workouts of, are in the morning. The workouts are very early. They, yeah, like the media availability starts at like seven thirty in the morning or something ridiculous like that. So I'm also like that's there's uh, there's a there's a window that's too early. Like it's too early and I'm not. But uh, we it will a, be a little odd like these next couple weeks because we are going to do the show at five. Yeah. And uh, and yeah, but the day will start pretty early and then we'll have maybe some downtime in the afternoon um, some of these days. So yeah. until games start, until spring training games start, it will be a little weird. But uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, I mean, I won't have a life anymore, Derek. I'm, I'm full. I fully come to terms with that. He tells me about I, his life. I, I don't I don't it's tend so to have much of a life anyway. But but for the next nine months at this point uh, until, yeah, basically November when we have my loved games. ones. Uh, pretty I, much the, the the reason I'm not calling you back is because baseball that's it that's the reason it's the best uh, reason you can you can give I, yeah. I will say I will say it is weird it is weird because I am a creature of habit like a lot of baseball players so it's weird for the schedule to change because I feel like ever since we got into this office I've kind of been doing the same thing uh, 
aside from changing from Sunday through Thursday when the season was still going on to Monday through Friday, we've kind of been just plugging along and, and doing our thing here. Uh, I will miss my morning times in the gym, Jesse, mm. uh, because there is a perfect time of the morning around these parts where you could go to the gym in this building around 10 o'clock and there isn't a soul to be seen for at least two hours in that room. So <laughs> I'm definitely going to miss that, but uh, definitely excited to get out and be around uh, Salt River Fields. Like it's one of my favorite places, almost more than Chase It's Field. entirely too cold though this week. It's like, come on, we got pitchers and catchers reporting. It's like 54 yeah. degrees outside. Yeah, definitely this not. It's not okay. Not a fan of that. Uh, what else we got, Damon, for our final question there? Oh, no, we got two more. What else we got? Uh, Don's Bread asks, with Valentine's Day coming up, which D-backs player would you cast to be the next Bachelor? And, of mm. course, this is our Don's Bread question of the week. <laughs> uh, Jesse actually told me he watched The Bachelor. And I have watched The Bachelor that a few blew times. My mind. A few times. I won't lie. Yeah. I know that's blowing a lot of your guys' minds, too. <laughs> but... Uh, I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was kind of ridiculous. Yes, but, of course. Uh, That's, but it, none of us enjoy it. We just watch it out of spite. It, it is. Like. It is ridiculous in in a very entertaining sort of a way. Like yeah. I can't believe what I'm watching right now, sort of a way. So yeah. I, I did enjoy it. But uh, question. What, Let's get to the question. Yeah. What, 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 what do you think, Derek? I, I'm going to leave this um, one to you. What, what do we got? Well, you know the you know the rule of these type of questions. The, yeah, answer, the answer has answer to be Madison, Madison Bumgarner or Josh Rojas. <laughs> uh, obviously. <laughs> We've seen how Madison Bumgarner reacts to people wanting to hold his hand. So <laughs> I'm not picking Madison Bumgarner. I can only imagine how explosive some of the dates would be on that show with Madison, right? Um, it's Josh Rojas. Josh Rojas is the answer. Josh Rojas is the one individual that to me, uh, like the other guys are a bunch of good looking dudes. Don't get me wrong, but they're all yeah. very, they're all very nice. Right. If we were forming a boy band like we talked about in the past because we did form a boy band, Josh Rojas is the bad boy here. He's the bad boy of the boy band. And I think that would make it an intriguing season of The Bachelor to watch. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I think, I think it makes sense. I mean, there, you know, Josh Rojas, just the, the personality, you know, there's there's going to be some, you know, some drama like he, you know, he's he's uh, he's he's going to represent himself well yes, you know he's yes. he's not going to take no for an answer he's going to you know i i just see all sorts yeah. of uh, entertainment value that could be had there brian asks so. a great question what is more fake the bachelor or wwe um push right no they're both predetermined results that's what it is they're both is just, the bachelor entirely predetermined yeah like the nba they all have a script okay yeah, yeah. did you hear that okay I did so hear it's all that. scripted that's the reason why um Yesterday's Super Bowl went the way it did also. Uh, all right, moving on. What else do we got? Uh, 99 Fan Club at Zancho on Twitter writes, D-backs win total over under is 75.5. Easy money taking the over, right? Yes. It's, I mean, it it's free feels money. like free money to it me. It feels honestly. like free money. I mean, for the D-backs, like, okay, not free money. I mean, the D-backs won 74 games last year, and they traded one of their best players in Dalton Varsho, right? So, so there is a, like, you. I could see a scenario where, you know, maybe there's some injuries. The D-backs had really good injury luck last year. If that doesn't happen, maybe you take a slight step back there. You know, you got some good performances from guys like Jake McCarthy, who, you know, you're not totally sure if he's going to be able to maintain that in the, in the long run. So, it's possible that it's under, but I mean, the D-backs are mathematically projected to win 81 games. Uh, that was before uh, the Andrew Chafin move. I, I imagine it's probably up to 82. We'll probably be talking about that more tomorrow, but there's not there's not much evidence for the team to finish under 75.5. I think that's a pretty, pretty confident over. There you go. 
And you can do that on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you haven't done so already, you should download it. Uh, if you're a new customer, you can sign up with our promo code of PHNX. If you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code PHNX, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's $5. I don't know if it's missing the rest of the words in that, but it's just saying bet $5. So just bet $5 and you'll get $200 of free bets instantly. Uh, only at the DraftKings Sportsbook app with code PHNX. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Uh, my Super Bowl bets did not go well, Jesse. Uh, mm. As we said, I took the Eagles, I believe, by a billion. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. A I billion mean, I, I don't want to say I was a little hesitant about about your your yeah. confidence with that one. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get the script. I didn't get the script. Um, <laughs> but the thing I'm more mad about, Jesse, purple Gatorade. Was it purple? It was fucking purple oh, Gatorade. I didn't even. I like. I'm dressed in purple today. You, in you honor threw, of the you Gatorade threw some color. serious shade at purple Gatorade. I threw all the shade at purple Gatorade. I threw every bit of shade at purple Gatorade. What flavor is purple Gatorade? Grape. Grape? Grape. Okay. All right. That yeah. doesn't feel like it would be very good. Honestly. No. No. Like, and they a... had to drink it all game. And I almost feel like somebody in the locker room had money on purple Gatorade. Yeah. Plus sixteen hundred, Jesse. That means for a twenty dollar bet, you'd win what three hundred and twenty dollars? If my math is correct on that. I think. I think that. Holy is shit. Uh. <laughs> anyway, that's incredible. And obviously, I did not do good. That's why uh, I'm done with the NFL. But I'm amazed that the Chiefs won a game. Drinking purple Gatorade. I am too. That's the real mystery. That's a great point. That how did they do that? I don't know. (laughs) There is a purple Gatorade that's decent. It's called like Riptide Rush. It's not really grape flavor. Okay, yeah. Those are like the Arctic ones, like the frost ones, right? Yeah. I think that that might have been the purple. Okay, I'm okay with that. Uh, I still think that the I think the fix was in on that one. But (laughs) I also want to give a shout out to our friends. Uh, from Mountain Mike's Pizza. Mountain Mike, uh, our friend Mike over at Mountain Mike, Mike Smith, he says he's not the real Mountain Mike, but I don't believe him, Jesse. Oh, he's absolutely like, the real if you Mountain were, Mike. If you were the Monopoly guy, would you go around telling people <laughs> you were the Monopoly guy, right? So I'm, I'm fucking, I don't believe him for a second. But shout out to our man, Mountain Mike, and all our friends at Mountain Mike's for the delicious food. Uh, we got pizza here. We, we are got well delicious today. pizza. We are being uh, treated to, what? what is this when goodness? Hits your eyes like a big pizza pie. That's Jesse. <laughs> no, it's a more. It, it's, it's a more. It's a more. I was yeah. pretty sure it was yeah, more, but I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't totally yeah. sure. So, Come on, you want beautiful pizza that like that? Thing. I did a whole thing. You couldn't even finish. Yeah, I know. You, you had one word. You had one job. One job. Anyway. Head over to MountainMike'sPizza.com uh, or to their Mesa, Chandler, or Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher for Mountain Mike's upon signing up. So make sure to do that. Another reason for you to become a diehard around these parts. Uh, but we're so excited. We can't wait to bring you guys tomorrow. Uh, not only our interview with Dre Jameson on Valentine's Dre, but uh, updates from whatever this weird demonstration of the MLB rules is going. Yeah, to be. tomorrow will be tomorrow will be a lot of fun. I really hope. Like, we'll, I, I'll have footage of of Derek out there doing the demonstration for all of the gonna reporters. It's going to be me in the entire industry. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> probably not the best idea, but uh, you make sure to follow us. Until then, uh, I am on Twitter at cap underscore caveman with a K. This guy's at Jesse N. Friedman. Our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs. But, of course, all roads lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Going back to some of those uh, answers real fast. Gabriel Ferrer said, put Mad Bum on the weird Farmers Only Bachelor that they advertised yesterday. Yes, I love that idea a thousand percent. The Clutch Connect says, Walker, the Clint Eastwood of the squad, cold and collected on Bachelor.
bachelor that's hot that's hot you'd be hot on there so i love your guys' ideas and keep them coming we always appreciate you guys being here uh and, and, and until next time when we got dre around uh we thank you guys for showing up on behalf of damon jesse and myself sean the mvp is also in here uh we appreciate your guys time as always and remember kids baseball is fun but it's so much more fun on Valentine's Day. <laughs>